Welcome to another episode of On The Line. I'm Joe Mullings. I'm Christina Brummett. And I love doing this podcast with Christina. It's sort of a one-two punch, so thanks for being here. Absolutely. It's been a while. Glad it to be here. too long. <laughs> so we're going to chat about uh, Boston, our really favorite city. Sorry, San Fran, but Boston. <laughs> and the absolutely hot ecosystem of life sciences and especially mental. Boston has always been a hot spot for us from client standpoint, med tech, life sciences, and hiring. It's just a consistent place we go to. Um, and quite recently, it seems like there's definitely been an increase. I would even really compare it to uh, the Bay Area in regards to tech development. Wow, you're going way out there with that. Bay Area. Okay, I'll go with you on that. Uh, again, I, you know, I opened up a, a, a little tongue-in-cheek, but also serious. I've been at this three decades, and really, TMG, the Mullings Group, was built in Boston mm-hmm. way back in the days of, God, Bard EP and Kendall before it was Covidian until it became Medtronic, uh, and uh, I was working with the CEOs in Boston today who were product managers then, and Boston over the last five years has really stepped up to be a major player in med tech. And, and you run some major projects for us out of there. Uh, robotics. Mm-hmm. Globus Medical, Corindus. I know we're working with Abiomed. I mean, the list goes on, really. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Abiomed on that, again, even even the companies are, uh, you just made me think of that. Uh, even the companies, look, you look at Abiomed's new uh, headquarters. It's got the 50-foot ceilings and the big plate glass windows and Minogue's put these amazing cafeterias in place, uh, outside barbecues. I think I saw fire pits. Wow, a fire yeah, pit. A fire pit. What do they need a fire pit for? It's Boston. Have you ever been there in the winter? Oh, you know what? You're right. Cut to B-roll of freezing weather, please. <laughs> but yeah, um, so you're even seeing the architecture change out there a bit. And, uh, the venture money out there has become a lot more liberal in med tech as well as life sciences. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And venture money you talk about venture money why boston is there anything in particular that you think that is uh, drawing them to that geographical location yeah um good question so here's what happens venture people like to invest in their backyard Mm -hmm. right by default they do Uh, but i'm seeing more and more med tech uh bay area money come out there so companies like active surgical great point ventures right so it's uh ray lane um, from oracle and i don't want to mention who else is in that that's that's Cali money, San Francisco money coming out to Boston and uh, investing in a Boston, I can't say too much, but a, uh, let's call it imaging navigation robotics play. Mm. And typically, again, VCs want to invest in their backyard. So the life sciences, biotech in particular, I think the epicenter of the world is Boston right now, Cambridge in particular. So what's happening is you're starting to see venture money in biotech, also looking to its uh, sort of half-brother, medtech, mm-hmm. and then combination devices and life sciences in general, people balancing out portfolios in their funds or even uh, family offices looking at medtech and, and really being the seed money for some outstanding ventures coming out. That's I think that's the reason why. So you're saying Boston, when you started out there, was really heavier maybe in pharma and life sciences. And like you said, medtech was a half-brother. And now 
it's becoming, an, would you say, a 50-50 type of landscape? Or Not would you from think the amount of money, yeah. So life sciences will always bring on more money just because of future valuation projections um, and the type of people who invest in biotechs. So you'll never have a one-for-one a dollar investment. It just, you know, biotech investments are a lot larger. Right. Um, but you're starting to see, I, I'm seeing investment right now into the Boston ecosystem more aggressive than ever before. Historically, Boston has been a relatively conservative play. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think some of that has to come down to sort of the DNA mm-hmm. of uh, Bostonians in general. They would tend to be a little more conservative. Again, it's relative terms. Mm-hmm. Buttoned up than the Bay Area people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're starting to see Google's got a presence there. Microsoft has a presence there. IBM has a presence there. So uh, that yeah. tech is bringing that all in-house right That's now. That's a really good point because when it comes to robotics imaging and navigation platform, as you preached time and time before, this merge of big tech companies and medical device companies partnering together on these platforms. And so are, is there a lot of big tech or that type of technology in around that area in Boston that allows those medical device companies to be able to make that partnership that makes sense? Yeah, so uh, you, higher institutions learning, you know, you, you look around there, you've got uh, uh, obviously the, the, the MITs and the Harvards and the Babson from the entrepreneurial side. So you've always had that great university setting in Boston. Mm-hmm. And historically, if you pull the string on med tech and life sciences, generally it doesn't fall far from these higher thoughts uh, or higher institutions of thought. So that's one. Two is the venture money that's pouring into Cambridge. You walk down Cambridge now, uh, uh, downtown, and you can look left and you could look right, and you can see all the major law firms in life sciences, all the major uh, uh, VCs, and even the PE guys, the private equity guys coming in, in downtown Cambridge. And so what happens is they're looking at the entire life sciences ecosystem. So you have combination devices coming in. Right. Um, and those that tend to invest in life science have other investments in their uh, firms that tend to be tech-related. Okay. So tech-related dovetails easier into med tech than it does into biotech. While data in biotech is important to get quicker to a life science solution in regards to uh, crunching heavy numbers and data and clinicals, on the med tech side, you still need the connection to the patient. Right. So if you're an investment um, vehicle or you're a VC or a firm, a family office that's investing in life sciences, you still need a device on the connection to the patient. Mm-hmm. Right. No patient, no data. And pharma can't do that as easy, I should say. They can do it with combination products and there's some built-in sensors there. But if you're right. looking for biometrics off of a patient, your primary pathway is med tech. Yeah. When you think of when you think of big tech and biotech and that partnership, I know you said um, that it, it makes not better sense, but there is an alignment there. What are some examples of big tech and biotech? I can't think of anything. I'm trying to visualize it. I obviously know examples of big tech and med tech because of the space we work in. But from a biotech standpoint, I, I don't really know what that looks like. Um, so the obvious one, and, and it isn't necessarily in Boston, but it's an example, would be 23andMe. Okay, yeah. So right, that's a biotech play. You spit mm-hmm. the tube, you send it away, you find out five weeks later that you thought you were Irish and Polish, but 20% Lebanese. Right. 
Ah. <laughs> that's, that's Surprise. Mom, you got some explaining to do, right? <laughs> but you know, that that that's an example because now you're taking that data and you're using that data to solve biotech problems because of the backbone you get out of that data. Mm -hmm. So that that's an example of even beyond that, a consumer product with a big data product with a biotech product because they they're now they are selling that data into clinical trial environment, mm -hmm. right? And they're also able to start to get involved in predictive analytics, and that will connect to biotech and to connect to medtech. Mm -hmm. So the ecosystem of medtech in the greater Boston area has your East Coast people or those great institutions up there and the venture money and the connection to the patient on medtech making for a very robust investment community. Yeah, robust portfolio as well. Mm -hmm. Seems pretty diverse. Mm -hmm. And if you want to look at things, so I, I want to stay on Boston because that's what this session's about and how the ecosystem is. But if you want to look at areas that are popping right now in med tech, Boston's popping, you go a couple, you go, you look at the venture money and then you look at real estate. Real estate in, in, in Boston over the last four years has probably gone up 70%. Right, because that means big money's coming in. That means big tech is coming in. Mm -hmm. Something changed, meaning big money's coming in, meaning they can afford to buy and drive up pricing. That's happening in Denver as well, right? So you're getting people leaving the San Fran area, going to the Denver area. When we were out at TCT two years ago there, real estate is going through the ceiling. And then what I do is I track like the WeWork offices. Mm -hmm. The number of WeWork offices, the shared office space uh, business in Boston is going through the ceiling. Right. Right. So these are all leading indicators of high tech moving in. And then med tech usually is in that high tech arena. Mm -hmm. And then big tech is moving into that. You've got, again, we talk about the Apples, the Amazons, the Googles, the Microsofts. Yeah. And when you think about where talent is located, Boston is in that northeast area that is surrounded by a, not as hot as Boston, but they simmer as well. You know, mm -hmm. we've got Pennsylvania, we've got New York, you know, all these things. When I'm thinking about placing candidates, it's a lot easier to place them when you're in the northeast than to move them all the way to the Bay Area. Yeah. And, and that's just a mindset, right? So culturally, northeasterners tend to like to stay in the northeast. Uh, Bay Area people tend to like to stay in the Bay Area. And Twin City people like to go nowhere. But the Twin <laughs> City, I think there's like a fence around the Twin Cities, respectfully. There's something they love about it. There is. It's the, uh, what is the state bird in, in, in Minnesota? It's the mosquito. But um, <laughs> the Boston area is super hot because of that life science and also the combination product business. So don't sure. underestimate that. You're starting to get drug and biotech needs a delivery system. And since biotech is so hot up there, you're starting to see the, 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 the sort of the, the meeting point, and you're going to start to see more of it. So biotech is looking for data and connecting to the patient and delivering a biotech solution. Don't underestimate that triad. Uh, you heard it here. Mm -hmm. That will be, over the next five to ten years, a tremendous market. So if you're currently in med tech, keep your eyes peeled to get an early entry into that combination biotech or even pharma. I'm not a big pharma fan. I think pharma is in itself a flat, if not dying business, because it's a supply chain business, um, where life science, biotech is all about discovery. I think if you're in Boston, really keep your eyes peeled for medtech meeting biotech meeting combination device. 
So if I'm an individual in med tech looking at that, what do you think from a skill set is um, going to be highly valued in the next five years or so, given that emergence that you're predicting? Uh, so here's what happens. When you have a biotech or you have a pharmaceutical play, <clears throat> again, I'm just this is skills and this is pure evidence. Those people are terrible at manufacturing outside of their manufacturing you know, growing something, right? Which is what biotech does. Biotech grows something that tends to be alive. Mm -hmm. Real basic. Medtech, though, is all about design development of a carrier or a mechanical system that site-specific drug delivery, a site-specific therapy delivery into mm -hmm. the patient. Yeah. And then also, you're going to have to tie a sensor somehow into the biologic or into the biotech product. And that sensor is a mechanical device mm -hmm. that it either sits adjacent to the patient or is connected to the patient via a sensor. And so if I was in med tech, I would start looking early on in into scientific papers coming out and discovery and R&D going on into data coming off of a biotech product and how are you gonna make that connection. So that's manufacturing people, that's advanced manufacturing people, that's regulatory people, mm -hmm. that's clinical people. Um, I think those are early indicators and the manufacturing people, the challenges I've seen in combination products in pharma and device, which has been going on for quite a while now, is they are terrible at, again, manufacturing and terrible at product development with a device that has to go through the FDA through the device uh, part of the house. Right. And w when you're thinking about products like combination products and drug delivery systems, those are two types of re regulations, right? Because mm -hmm. if it's some type of liquid or chemical, and then it's actually the container for it or the drug delivery system, mm -hmm. and you're only familiar with one type of regulation system or regulatory or, regulatory or, yeah. or whatnot, um, then you only have half of the equation or half of the picture. Um, so if you have any experience with both pharma and biotech getting into med device, that's, I think, I actually think this is more of a play for people in biotech or maybe even pharma to biotech to get into med device. Like this is their time. Yeah, and there's egos though, realistically. And again, it's not a judgment. It's just, it's, it's, it's a fact. Biotech and pharma tech view med tech as a lower life being. I just do because- It's younger. Well, not necessarily. What it is, is it tends to be less around terminal degrees, meaning PhDs. Mm -hmm. And so that, and then it tends to be less about academia and discovery and commercialization of a biologic, biotech, pharmaceutical is dependent, could be two to three times longer than a medical device mm -hmm. if you're looking at 510 or PMA. Right. So it's a little bit more of a thoughtful, slower moving process because from start to finish could be 12, 13 years in some cases. Mm -hmm. So therefore that becomes the culture and the mindset. We're in a medical device, it's a 510K. It could be six months to two years on a PMA, you know, five to seven years, but still tremendously faster pace. So what you do is you start to get a mindset in that area. Mm -hmm. And this is where you start to get the culture clash. So I've had a lot of friends go over from pure med tech to combination drug device. And that cultural sort of divide is a lot of banging of heads. Yeah. Right? And, and I think you're going to start to see these these... Uh, I, I, in an article I recently put out, um, a, a chief a chief Sherpa officer of the us versus them, right? You're pharma, I'm device, right? So the brain the brain does that. The brain's like you're an us, I'm a them, right? Or I'm an us, you're a them, 
And so what happens is, by default, that's what we do as human beings. Mm -hmm. And I think the people who crack that code and get them all to play well together. Bridge the gap. Yep. Are going to hit a home run. Right. You know, and on the Reg Clin side, uh, I think a lot of that still is going to be outsourced to consultants. Right. I yep. don't think you're going to have people come up to speed quick enough, but the consultants are going to make a killing in Clin and Reg in that area. Yeah. I mean, and people who come from combination products, drug delivery systems already have that exposure to both worlds. Do you think that Sherpa, as you're mentioning, would come from that arena? I think so. And again, I want to keep this on Boston as we're seeing this a lot is those people will come from that world because they're at least going to have been there before everybody else. Mm -hmm. And they may see it beforehand. Mm -hmm. Now, whether or not leadership in that company uh, is going to pay enough mind to that or just say like a lot of large strategics do when they hire somebody is, oh, don't worry about the integration. We got that. Mm -hmm. And meanwhile, that's where really all the, the bad stuff happens. Um, but again, back to Boston, we're seeing a lot of M&A work up there. We're seeing a lot of A and B round investing. Uh, what's also coming out there is careers being driven on the software, firmware, electronic system side, and people making that crossover from non-med tech in the consumer world or the data analytics world mm -hmm. and getting recruited into med tech as well. Yeah. And there's a lot of tech in Boston. Boston has been very robust over the years aerospace, military, um, uh, a very large part of uh, computing came out of there, storage, uh, drives, all of that. Really a lot of business was born and bred up in Boston and they know how to make things. So don't, don't underestimate that Boston grit as well as staying on a project. And I'll tell you this, Boston people in startups don't have climbing walls and don't have yoga, <laughs> and don't have bicycle clubs, <laughs> and don't have running clubs at lunch, right? It's and again, it's culture. not a judgment, it's a statement. Mm -hmm. You know, when I'm out in Cali with my Cali people, that's part of the play out there. Right. You don't have that in Boston. They're like, you, go, you get to work at eight, you leave at six, and it's snowing half the time, so you don't need to go out and go running on the reservoir on the beach. It is a completely different culture. So you get about 20% more work out of the people in Boston. And again, oh boy. it's not a judgment. My Cali people love you. I'm just saying that's the lifestyle. I didn't there. say it, you guys. You did. Listen, I Still pick up the phone for me. I talk, I talk, it's not, again, not a judgment. I'm just saying is I have my Boston people who moved to San Francisco and they will get on the phone with me and like, dude, it's different out here. It's right. not better or worse. It's different. It's cold. <laughs> no, I'm talking in Cali. It's not cold in Cali compared to Boston. But it, it's a mindset. And, and, and so with that, I love the Boston mindset. It's flannel shirt, beat the heck out of this project. Intellectual uh, uh, horsepower is loved and adored up there. But so is their sports. So is their beer drinking. So is their food. Mm -hmm. I, I, look... I'm clearly a Boston fan up there. Clearly. I'm, I'm clearly a Boston fan. So, Anyway, to me, Beantown, um, I'm not a football fan, but I do like Brady because of his work ethic, right? I was an old school Boston Celtics fan back in the bird days and the old parquet floor. I don't even know. I haven't watched it in a while because I'm not following sports anymore. So this is a big shout out to my Boston people. Doesn't mean my other regions of the country. I'll promise to do a show on you as well. Doesn't mean I love you less. <laughs> I do love my Boston people, though. So Shout out to Boston. Yeah. 
and don't hate me for loving. <laughs> well, this has been another episode on the line. Big shout out to the med tech world in general, but loving you, Boston to death. I'm Joe Mullings. This is Christina Brummett. Be well. <laughs>